Hi, you guys. I'm your host, Shahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. Last episode, I talked about oral sex, or the lack thereof in my case, after contracting the virus. Um, It seems that y'all really like this episode a lot. I got a lot of plays off of this one. Go figure, right? (laughs) But just to recap what I shared, um, I shared that after contracting the virus, I've only had oral sex maybe once or twice um, in the last maybe 20-something years. Um, And that's because I've been afraid that, you know, if I allow my partners to give me oral sex, they may contract the virus that way. So I've always, you know, not been one to promote it in my situations. I will do it to my partner, but I wouldn't allow them to do it to me. I know probably you're saying, what, girl, you crazy. But, you know, I don't want that on my conscience. I didn't want anybody coming back and saying, oh, you did this to me. Um, So I never allowed them to do that. Now, I'm not going to lie, even after doing the episode and um, talking about it and seeing what other people felt about it via um, the um, support group on Facebook, I'm still a little apprehensive about it. But I decided that if my partner in the future, or if, if I change partner and um, my partner becomes, you know, feels that he wants to do that to me, I'm not going to stop him from pleasuring me. You know, as long as he's fully um, aware of what the risks are, then I'm going to allow him to do it. All right, so on this episode, I wanted to talk about telling friends and family members that you've contracted the virus. Um, I also have a special guest that's going to join me on this discussion, and it may be a part two, because I think I have another special guest I want to include. So let's get started. Every now and again, I jump into, you know, the herpes support group on Facebook just to give my two cents, provide some encouragement, and to get some ideas about, you know, what my next episode would be. You know, that's the way that I can actually get content that I know that people are talking about and want to hear about since you guys ain't talking to me (laughs) and letting me know. So that's one way that I actually get the content of what I'm going to come up with for the next episode. Last week, I actually read a post by a member in the group um, that got me to thinking a little bit. And the member asked, you know, the the, um, actual support group, um, they posed this question. The member asked, do your friends or family know that you have the virus? And I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing. It's not the exact question she had, but that was the gist of it. Now, my mother knows, of course. I actually told my mom the day that I was diagnosed. When I came back from the doctors, um, she knew I was going to the doctors at the time. I was still living with my mom. And when I came back, um, I told her what the doctor told me. So she knew hours after I knew. But I must admit that my extended family members, you know, they don't have a clue that I have it. And I do have a sister, and I really haven't spoken too much about my sister. My sister is a lot younger than me. I'm 41. My sister is 16. (laughs) So I feel like she doesn't need to know. So the only person in my family that knows is my mother. Um, But my extended family, we're not close. You know, we, we are very a very distant family so I feel like that's my business and they don't need to be in it 
you know, they're not sleeping with me. So, and they don't know any of the people that I'm sleeping with, that I've slept with. So there's no need for them to include them in, with that information. It's really on a needs to know basis and who I would like to know. And I, I, I don't have the urge to share that information with them. Um, but on the other hand, when it comes to my friends, um, there's a close circle of friends that I have disclosed this information to actually six of my friends, two, um, guys and four girls. They know that I have the virus. I've talked to them freely about it. Um, I've asked them for advice on numerous occasions, um, especially the men. Um, so, and I've told them, um, all at different times for different reasons. So it could have been that I was dealing with a breakup and they wanted to know, and I just felt the need to tell them, fully disclose to them what happened and why we broke up, or if, if I had an incident where I didn't feel safe, because um, a couple of times where I didn't feel safe after telling a potential partner, and so I told them what happened. So whatever the story or the scenario was, I told them at different times, and they have all been... Um, very supportive. Um, I didn't feel ashamed when I told them, nor did they make me feel ashamed. Um, they all showed compassion towards me, which is what your friends should do. Your friends should not judge you. Um, it's, it's one thing to correct you and to, you know, give you sound advice, but you should never, if you have a true friend, you should never feel ashamed to share anything with them. And nor should you feel judged when you do it or ashamed when you do. But the post got me to thinking nonetheless. It made me wonder what did my friends truly think when I told them that I had it? And how do they feel about me or what are their thoughts about the virus today? Or what were their thoughts about the virus prior to knowing that I had it? And have and did me having the virus change their point of view about the virus? So I wanted to get those questions answers, um, answered. Um, I wanted to get those questions answered. So I decided to do a kind of phone interview with them, letting them know that I wanted them to share their thoughts so that I can share it with you guys. And hopefully this will open up or help you to open up to your friends or family members or whoever you want to tell, just knowing, you know, what their point of view is. It might be similar to what your friends or family members may think. So I decided to do, I decided to interview two people, one guy and one girl. The first interview is with Mitchell, better known as Mitch. He likes to be known as Mitch. Mitch is a very new friend to me. I've known Mitch for, um, I want to say a month now, maybe a little over a month, not very long at all. Uh, we actually met in a dating um, group on Facebook <laughs> um, and um, there was a conversation and he ch I chimed in and he saw my comment and he decided to inbox me and we've been um, friends ever since is there the potential or was there the potential for for it to be something more I don't know um, he always you know compliments me and tells me I'm beautiful and all that stuff like that but we have not gone beyond friendship at this point. But the reason why I wanted to tell Mitch was because I felt this growing, clo drawing closer to each other. There's not been a day since we've been talking that we don't talk. 
several times a day sometimes facebook um video um not facebook video but yeah actually facebook video and facebook voice is what i was wanting to say we really utilize that facebook voice option um and i felt like with us getting so attached to one another like if i don't hear from mitch i'm like what's going on why haven't i heard from mitch you know what i mean so with us becoming so attached to one another i felt like i had to share um that information with him and so i actually called him last night and we conducted an interview over the phone so i do want to disclose that the phone interview is a little muted I tried my best to amplify the um, audio. So if if you can listen to this like on a computer where you can increase the volume more than just on your phone, that's probably going to be your best option to listen to this actual episode. So I'm so sorry, but you know I'm not very technically savvy, but I tried my best to get the volume increased. And it did increase, but not very much. So without further ado, you're going to now listen to the interview between me and Mitchell. Are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group, and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. All right, you guys, so tonight I have a very special guest with me. I have Mitchell, and I'm interviewing him just about our friendship and his thoughts about, you know, I disclosed this information to him about my situation. So kind of want to get his point of view tonight. So, Mitchell, go ahead and share with the people. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Hi. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Mitch. I am 37 years old. I reside in uh, Mississippi, and... Uh, 
just want to just, well, I'm going to get right to how me and Yaira, how we met. Um, initially, we met on a singles group. Um, I noticed um, the question she asked was about flowers. When was the last time you got flowers? And I was just like kind of just taken by the fact that this beautiful young lady made the statement that she never, I think that you <laughs> said you couldn't recall the last time you got right. flowers or something like that. <laughs> And I was like, nah, man, she lied. Mitchell, Mitch actually sent me a voicemail via Facebook yeah. talking about, nah, I, you, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I mean, listen, I, when I saw you, I'm like, man, she, nah, man. Like, she, she, no, no matter of fact, the first thing I said was, nah, she front. <laughs> she front this thing. That's exactly, but yeah, but that's how we met. Um, since then, getting to know her over time, um, Awesome. Aww, you're awesome too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> so, as you know, I told Mitchell um, or Mitch, he likes to be called Mitch. I told Mitch early on. Um, I think it was just like maybe three to four weeks into getting to know him. Um, yeah. He shared a very, you know, sincere story with me, and I felt obligated um, to tell him my story um, because everyone struggles. So I told him my story, and he was very understanding. So I thought I would bring him in onto the podcast. I told him about the podcast that I do with you guys. So I thought I would bring him on with us so that he can share um, a male's perspective when someone is telling um, about the situation, about having the virus. So, Mitch, I wanted to know first, before we get into how you felt about me telling you that I had the virus. Have you ever, um, or what were your, what are your thoughts about the word herpes? When you hear the word herpes, uh, what what are your first thoughts that come to mind? Uh, my first thoughts was like, man, I mean, um, you know, I I had a situation I would say years ago, and um, I think I shared this story with you. I shared with mm-hmm. the podcast. Uh, met a young lady years ago, and we struck up a conversation and we got to know each other over a Sunday and we talked on the phone for hours and in the midst of that conversation she just felt led to tell me uh, some information and the thing was she was not going to tell me at first her goal at first was she was not going to tell me that she had um, herpes and that um, but from getting to know me over the day she said I was cool and like a very good person and she couldn't do me like that. Mm. So I think from that initial meeting, I think over the years when I think about it, I think about, you know, you think about without knowing, you just, you just think bad. So yeah. Mm. Mm. And so she was your first encounter of ever? First encounter. Okay. So initially you was, were you like, were you interested in her romantically? Did that change uh, when you heard that she had herpes? I wasn't interested in her like that. I think for some reason, I think uh, I think her thing was, you know, what man's gonna turn down sex? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm just not like that. Yeah, I think from having that conversation and over that just that one day, I think she got, you know, she caught on to that. that like I'm just not based upon what you see or what you may think, like, I'm not built like that. And okay. uh, I was always just thankful that she felt led to tell me that. 
you know, a lot of guys, when I do tell them, especially now, and that's what I try to tell my listeners, is that when I do tell them the story, they are grateful that I shared that with them. Now, does it always, is it always going to be that outcome? Not always, not every story that I, you know, that I've had, had a, you know, grateful outcome. Sometimes, you know, dudes, one time a particular dude cursed me out and we didn't do anything, you know, except for kiss. So, um, so the outcomes vary, but me now at this age, and my view is they know that I'm 41 now, um, most of the guys that I tell, they are grateful that I share that information. Now, does that mean that they're going to be with me after, you know, me sharing that information? That's not necessarily the case, but at the same time, you know, they know that that's something I didn't have to say. I didn't have to tell them, and a lot of people don't say. So they're grateful that they give, they're given the opportunity to choose whether or not, you know, they, you know, whether or not they want to be with me or not knowing that I have this virus. So, yeah. So when I told you that I had the virus, what were your first thoughts? My initial feelings, and I remember my initial feelings, it hurt me. It did? Yeah, the way you told me the story. and I mean, I was just like, man, that sucks. Like, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Like, man, that sucks. And see, guys, when I told Mitch... I actually told him the full story. Sometimes I give a, a, a short version, like I told Mitchell. I sometimes give a short version, depending on the person. But I felt like I needed to tell him the full story. And you guys already know that I contracted the virus the first time that I actually had sex. So and so he to hear that you felt bad for me. That's that's really nice to hear. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sweet to hear. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I, I don't do the whole cutoff when a person is talking thing, but I just felt led to say this. The mm. thing about it, when you told me how, you know, just the whole background of the whole story and how, you know, and how it went down, and I'm like, man, just, just knowing the person now, I, I may be jumping the gun, but just knowing the person, and uh, I mean, I hated it. I mean, I just sat here, and like, I was never didn't cross my mind like I'm gonna stop talking to her mm. that that never crossed my mind never so um never thought about it never crossed my mind I mean you know, I'm just not like that so it just but my first feeling was like man I hate that mm. but, but yeah did you see me any differently after no no I didn't um the thing about you is that you're a very positive person. Beautiful. You're a very beautiful woman. Um, uh, even better person. And I think that I'm learning more and more each day that our past and our circumstances help mold who we are at this current right. moment. And um, I think with you, it just, it never crossed my mind that I'm going to stop talking to her or I'm about to get goals. Um, man, I'm feeling bad. I, I can't, Never, you know what I mean. Never. I just I felt it. It actually made me feel good knowing that you thought that much of me to disclose that kind of information. Wow. You know what I mean? Because people don't do that like this. There are certain. I'm learning more and more as I as we get older each day that some things some people just say. You know what? It ain't your business. Mm. 
And for you to tell me that, like, it made me feel like, you know what, she thinks she thinks something about me, and I appreciate that. No problem. You know, no problem. I just felt like I had to share. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of try to gauge when to tell a person, because, like, like you said, like you said, and like I tell my listeners all the time, this is your story to tell. And you don't have to tell everybody. You know, everybody is not, you know, you're not obligated to tell everybody. It's who you feel you need to share um, your story with. And the reason why I actually decided to do this type of episode, and I'm actually going to interview my best friend, too, um, at a later date, um, but the reason why I decided to do this type of episode was because, you know, I'm, I'm a, within a support group on Facebook. And one of the questions that one of the members had in the support group was, how did you tell your friends that you had the virus? Like, and these are, they're talking about people that are close friends is what I'm assuming. And I remember I told my friends before I told a family member, like before I told my mom, those were the people I went to the, you know, first because those are people that I, you know, I trust, my best friends, you know what I mean? And so for you, you know, for for the member to ask that question in the support group, I felt like they were afraid, you know, they were afraid to, or ashamed even to share that information. And so... I wanted to get the point of view of my friends, old and new, you know, what they felt or what they thought when I disclosed that information to them. So for being willing to share your thoughts um, with me and my listeners um, about how you felt about it. And I, I appreciate you and your openness because not everybody is open. Absolutely. I just want to say this. I think in the past, in my younger years, I probably would have handled it totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in my younger days, um, I would probably be like, man, what the thing was like? It's just. It's natural, only, yeah. And you mature. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and then I think even when we had the conversation not too long ago, just even just knowing, like, just getting educated about it. Just right. more education about it. And that's the reason and, why um, I'm doing this, is by, you know, and I even said it like in the first episode, you know, for people who may come across this and think this funny, you know, because the title of my podcast is Dating with Purpose. So somebody may, you know, accidentally see, you know, not even searching for this podcast and they run across this, you know, channel and be like, oh, let me see what this is about. And they don't have the situation. And my my desire and what I said in the first episode is that for people who don't have it, hopefully this is a way that they will be educated and say, you know what, one in six people do have this. I'm, I may get infected and, and, you know, and then I will have to deal with it myself. And if I do, it's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, and that's why, you know, um, even with just, I think that, just overall, just I mean, me, I think that how can I say this? What's the best way to say this? I'm gonna use you as an example right now. Mm-hmm. Once you told me, once you disclosed the information with me, I saw you no different. I think that like my mind was like, man, like. I think with me, it was like, it 
being more just more of you know, I wonder how did other people take it mm-hmm. like how did other guys take it and just I think for me I hope that you know I just it just I just you just really hope that as I think just knowing you as a person I just don't I wouldn't hate to see somebody hurt I just want to say this and um and I'm gonna let you do your thing from here I want to tell you I appreciate you I appreciate everything about you. I think from getting to know you over this time, um, you're an awesome person. You're a beautiful woman, and um, you have a beautiful heart. And I think that there's no way, there is absolutely no way from being where I am now, would I ever dare sit up here and want to discontinue, discontinue our friendship because you tell me you have this virus. Right. I'm not built like that. I'm not that guy. And that's just one thing about me you would never have to worry about. Like, you got a friend in me. Okay. Well, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate so, you for having me on. Well, I do have one more question before we, we end this. Come on. So I told you, and I just briefly said it a, a minute ago, is that sometimes I, I have to kind of gauge when I'm going to tell a person about my situation. Going forward, what do you think or when do you think is the best timing? Do you think it's a good practice for a person who has the virus to tell in the beginnings? Like if you're if you're just getting to know a, a woman and she tells you within weeks of getting to know her or should she wait a while to get to know the person? What do you think is the best oh, practice? Man, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one. I'm, and I'm going to say because of this reason. I believe that if you meet somebody with the intention of hopefully this thing because like you both are showing interest what I truly believe that one thing that I've always said is that yeah, I, I, I would love to know on the front end I would rather you know about me and I would rather you know about who I, who I am on the front end rather than the back end. Mm-hmm. So I believe that if you know that y'all digging each other, you know, I like you, you like me, you feeling one another, and we know that this possibly can go somewhere. You know what? Just go ahead, just, 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 just go and get, you know what? How can I say this? I believe it also depends on the maturity of the individual. Mm-hmm, I agree. You know what I mean? I believe that, you know, if you think that, you know, I mean, you can like them, but if you just can tell that, like, they're just not going to take it. You know how certain people mm-hmm. take certain things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put myself in that position. I would just kind of just cut it off like, all right. You know what I mean? Because some people can go and they can go and they can just go to Facebook and social media and just try to just straight up just embarrass you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, we just being real about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and, that's a lot of people's fear. Uh, um, if I meet a young lady and um, I'm digging her, she digging me. And I know we liking each other. We both express that we liking each other. I believe at that point I must make a conscious a, 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 a decision or a choice. Like I must let her know what's going on mm-hmm. because you because you because you can't. One thing you can't do. You have to be honest and real. You have to be honest. Right. Just allow them to make their choice whether they want to stay around or not. And that's what I tell my listeners over and over again because. Once again, like going to the support group, a lot of people, you know, struggle with 
telling, like telling that story is difficult, especially when you're in, when you're new, newly diagnosed with the virus. Me, I've been I've been dealing with this for 20 years, so I think I've grown not numb to the situation, but I, I really don't care anymore if they don't take it the right way. If they take it, you know, and they and they're supportive like you were, then great. That's that's absolutely amazing. But if they decide that they don't want to continue with me as, at this point, as many years as I've been dealing with it, it's just like it's their loss, and I and I can do better. Basically, <laughs> you know, the next person will. You know what they want. The next person will. Um, I've tried both spectrums over the course of 20 years of having this virus. I've done um, in the beginnings. I used to wait for a longer period of time because. I didn't want to feel that rejection. But now I tend to gauge, just like you, you said, I base it off of their maturity level. You kind of, when you're getting to know someone, you're kind of also, um, and that's why I hold off on the physical, that, that's very important, because um, you're wanting to kind of gauge where they are anyway if you want to build a relationship with them in the first place. You know, based off of, you know, your interactions and conversations that you have with them, you can get a good gauge of what type of person they are. And I've told my listeners the same thing. And so at that point, that's when you decide, okay, is this someone I want to, you know, share this information with? And if I don't want to share the information with them, then that's someone I don't need to be with in the first place, you know. So it, it really is a maturity level um, whether they're mature enough to take the information that you're going to give them, as well as if you can see yourself telling this person and being okay with whatever the response is, that's also something that you have to take into play. So, yeah. but yeah, so Mitchell, Mitch, as you like to be called, um, I want to thank you so much for you know coming on my podcast and sharing your opinions with us and taking time out of your day i appreciate you so much and you guys um i hope you enjoyed this portion of this episode like i stated before i'm also going to interview my friend and we're going to tag that into this episode so continue to listen keep keep listening all right all right so you just listened to an interview that i conducted with mitch um Tell me what you guys think. You know, like I stated before, and what he stated is that me and Mitch, um, we have a very new friendship. Um, I think initially when we started talking, um, we met through a dating um, Facebook group. And when we started talking, I think initially he wanted to be romantic. I feel like he's put the pause on it a little bit, but he hasn't counted it out. So, and, you know, we're going to take things slow. You know, I'm, I'm still just now, oh, I'm going to give you guys an update. Me and the young one, <laughs> the young one, um, we've ended things. I ended it um, because we still weren't communicating like I would like for us to communicate. And it was starting to feel kind of like booty call-ish. And um, because we weren't talking, the only time we saw each other, um, was on Saturday, which that was the case before, but in between 
the weekends, you know, we would call each other, we would text each other, we would try to communicate as much as possible. And I understand that he picked up a part-time job, but at the same time, you make time for the things that you want to make time for. And I felt like he did not want to make time for me unless he was, you know, getting his penis wet. So, um, I mean, just to be honest... And so I didn't like the way that that felt. I've never liked the way that that felt. And at 40 years old or 41 at this point, I'm not going to continue into something where I feel like I'm just a booty call. So I ended that situation. So now I'm looking for a new situation. Um, Not that I'm looking for, but if one develops, then great. And in this situation, he hit me up via um, Facebook Messenger in my inbox And we've been talking ever since. Um, Will it flourish into something else? I don't know. I don't know. Because just in the same way that he may have some apprehensions about me um, after me disclosing that information to him, um, there are some things that makes me pause. You know, one, for instance, is that he's in a totally different state that's nine hours away um, via car. Um, and distance has never, long distance has never been my friend. Um, I had a long distance relationship that was only three hours away by car and it was a struggle. It was very difficult. So I don't really know, um, if we're going to continue. Um, there's some other things, um, that I really want to get into, but that's the major thing. So, yeah. So, We'll see where that leads, and I keep you guys posted, but I really just wanted to speak to him because after sharing that information, um, he was just completely open. He was just completely, you know, caring, and he hasn't been the only one. The last four guys that I've dated over the past almost three years, yeah, I'm I'm a serial dater. Um, (laughs) I'm a serial dater. But the last four guys um, that I've dated and have shared this information with, um, they have been completely open and um, and and um, understanding. So I wanted you guys to hear it from the horse's mouth this time and just see that I'm not just saying these things. Like you heard him say, you have to be honest with the people that you talk to, and when you're honest with them, you know they are most likely going to be accepting of the situation. Um, that's my experience. And you heard it from the horse's mouth. So, so I'm actually going to end the episode here. Um, and I think I'm going to do, um, a part two with my best friend. Um, when I interview her, she is actually coming in town next weekend. So instead of doing this, I had so much problems with, um, the audio, being muted i think i'm just gonna wait until she comes into town and i'll just do a one-on-one interview um with her um instead of doing it on on the phone so until next time you guys um if you like this content please subscribe um you can always if you have questions for me if you have any comments positive or negative i would love to hear them you can actually email me at yahira jones hope at gmail.com and that's y-a-h-i-r-a-j-o-n-e-s-h-o-p-e at gmail.com or if you're listening through anchor you can press the message button at the bottom of the screen to leave me a voicemail message until next time i am your host yahira jones with dating with herpes be safe and god bless